Hello and welcome to Stranger Things, a Downside Up podcast. I'm DB, and with me as always is Aaron Minogue. Privet. And Jared Levin. Ahoy. And we just got finished watching Stranger Things Season 3, Episode 5. And wow, this one, another doozy, another gold star, I think. Yeah. So gold. Not been a dud. There's not been a diversion to Chicago to hang around <laughs> some Mohawk dude and, and eight. This has all been a lot of fun. And um, we open here with that elevator that Robin, Dustin, Steve, and Erica are in. And it's screaming down what seems to be like hundreds of floors, like the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. At- yeah, Tower of Terror. That's what it was reminding me of. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ride on it. It's okay. I love a free fall. They are kind of fun. Yeah. Steve, when they get off the elevator, or when the elevator finally stops, has like the best burn. Uh, he says the Russians can't design elevators either, which I loved. <laughs> Steve was great in this episode. Yeah. He's fantastic. I think he's always been fantastic. I know. Uh, but yeah, I, know. I one one thing, uh, this is jumping way ahead, but um, after he kills a Russian, he pauses and then runs his hands through his hair to kind of like put his <laughs> hair back in place. It's fucking great. <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, he's he's got a little tint going on with his hair. He's lightened it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I noticed there's been a little lightener in there. But also, I love after that when they're walking, or no, before that, and Erica calls them all nerds again. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't let me in with these two. I'm not a nerd. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah, there's that Steve. Love him. Oh, then he told Dustin, he's like, did he call him Porky or something? Meatloaf. I think he called him Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I thought he called him Roast Beef. Oh, maybe it was that. Yeah. He, He called him something that makes you think of like a fat fuck (laughs) (laughs) which i love you know that's kind of that's kind of the love uh, the the loving jabs that friends can give each other it's why we're always jabbing at uh, the characters in here hopper nancy even erica you know we 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 love erica we just want her to kind of come around and stop being so annoying all the time (laughs) but also want to reiterate that love does not extend to barb well, I mean, she's not even on the show anymore. So. We don't yeah. like Barb. <laughs> We're with the producers. We stand with them on that one. We stand by the decision. <laughs> Someone had to go. <laughs> Someone had to pay. I, I will say one thing uh, nice about Erica. I still kind of think that she sucks. And one of the things that I... I don't even want to get into Erica, actually. Well, I'll say one thing nice about Erica. I like her fashion. I love her hair. Her hair is cool. I like your hair. Yeah. Say one say one nice thing about each other. <laughs> you have nice hair. Well, I was noticing it because I, I, I was it's like what well, we said about, you know, Max's fashion, Eleven's fashion. I'm like, you know what though? I I love the hair. I love those braids with the like, the clips on the end. That's, that's cool. That's a cool kid uh look. Also, I would say too, those like um the hair bands that have the really big plastic balls at the top. I remember having these. They're like, that's so 80s. Right. And just barrettes even. I feel like when you see little kids today or younger kids, she's not super little, but younger kids that have that same or a similar aesthetic, which is now, you know, what it is for this day and age. Mm -hmm. They don't use those barrettes or those clips like they once did. Yeah. It's gone, baby. And they might as well. I mean, that is something that you think could come back. Or has it gone the way of Jenko jeans and my cargo shorts? Should I just give up? Well, it sounds like it kind of has because you see Elle's wearing a scrunchie. Oh, scrunchies are still around. Yeah, I guess scrunchies did come in the 80s. That's true. Fun fact, I was on the toy box for something called scrunch and wear when I was a kid. Wait, uh, what? What is this? You're on the box? I was a child model, yeah. Scrunch and wear. Uh, it was a scrunchie making kit. Oh. Um, pictures? Yes, I'll send them through. Yes, we have to post this on the uh, social media. We don't have any okay. pictures, really. Uh, yeah, we need to start doing that. I need to start uh, being better at um, Twitter for Bandcast. Yeah, this is like a great thing. And on Facebook and stuff. 
So actually, this is going to seem creepy, but I have it right here. No. Is it is it the wallpaper on your phone? <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> it's on all my resumes. You're waiting for that one to slide in. <laughs> yeah, it's still the, the first first item on your resume. I just I just texted both of you it. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, check. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, this is straight out of Stranger Things, 1985. What year was this? But that was in 1995, something like that. Hairware making sets. Okay. Yeah. Sold at like Toys R Us and everything? Yep. You can decorate it. You can scrunch it. Barrettes, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, the, the sort of item that uh, Erica is wearing in here. So... Erica, call me. And you can apologize on behalf of all of us. For all I know, she was like, she was interning at Tyco Toys and came up with the idea. The years work out, I think. I think it does. I, it lines. I think she's, she was even saying she's got this friend that covers for her. When, when she says she's going to sleep out, she's supposed to be sleeping at her girlfriend's house who will always cover for her. But if she don't make it back to see Uncle Jack, her mom's uh -oh. going to slit their throats. I love that that's the threat. My mom's going to slit your throat. You know what that tells me? <laughs> Erica grew up in a home similar to mine where there were threats that seemed really crazy and violent <laughs> given to you if you didn't bring your shoes up from the steps. You know? This is and where empty threats. I have an issue though because we've seen their parents we've seen them at breakfast they did they do not come across that way at all i mean it's they a, never i just do. chalked it up as a child exaggeration which was funny but lucas isn't this way i don't mind having a, a strong personality and even to the point of attitude like we've discussed we love max right but what's the difference with max is she's not always at 10 and she gives people shit when they deserve it. It's not her um, go-to. Yeah, her, her initial position with everybody to just be constantly at a ten and giving people fucking attitude. You give people attitude when they deserve it, and then when even the same people that you gave attitude to, you turn around and you're not giving them attitude when they don't deserve it. Like that's the difference between Max. But apparently, they had to make Erica constantly at. The, it's just it's grating. I just I can't stand it. And there are times, little moments where it works when she made it through the vents and then came out in the previous episode. Episode. Like, I, I enjoyed that. That was cool. She had a, an occasion to give him a little shit. But constantly, constantly, like, uh, just like, these people are fucking working with you. Why are you being such a twat? Yeah. I mean, she's definitely got a little twatness to her. I'm not going to say that she doesn't. Yeah. Um, but I like her hair. I, uh, Maybe I have a little more leeway for that kind of a personality type. Sure. Sometimes it's fun to be around that and just watch it unfold before your eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I have a question, though, then about this elevator. So they're trapped in the elevator. It's not moving anymore. Um, they didn't die. Now, after falling for that long, Dustin suggests, why don't they climb up? And... They were in the elevator, so then they have this scene where they climb out and they look up and it's like, whoa, it's that far to climb up? You were in the elevator the entire time it was falling. Why are you surprised how high it is that you'll have to climb up through the ropes? Dude, he got a concussion. That's what happened. Oh, I didn't see anybody hit their head. And Erica is wearing a helmet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I still stand by. I'm, I want Dustin and Erica to get together. Because Dustin has his own little bites and uh, his own little condescensions that he likes to do to people. And I think that it's like a good matchup when they were having their little head to head. He was holding his own and like she was like, okay. Yes. Like back off a little. I could get down with that. But again, just rein it in a little bit or have like just a different delivery. I just I, I don't like the delivery. I like I like Dustin's delivery and just, you know, have a little more discernment. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe she's going to grow into this uh, personality and it's going to be great. And it'll she'll apply it when needed. And then at other times, know when to walk it back a little bit. It, it's the the subtle underhanded jabs, I think, that work better than the over the top ones. And that's what Dustin and she can kind of work out together. 
I agree. They're going to be so happy together. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is going to be pissed. Yeah. Why? Why would Lucas be pissed? At the sister. I don't think Lucas is going to be cool with it. First of all, Lucas is going to have a fucking attitude when he finds out that Erica was hanging out with them. Oh, really? He's, uh, yeah, that's my so. friend, man. You hang out with my boys? Oh. What are you doing hanging out with my little sister? Dude. For what? Yeah. I think, well... What are your intentions? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I don't think we've gotten to the bottom of what the age difference is between them. So there might be yeah, something. They might, Dustin crazy. might have to wait a little bit until that age difference isn't so impactful, right? I mean, it's probably like four or five years, but those are pretty formative years. So, you know, give it some time and then it won't be so weird. But I think right now it's maybe a little weird. Yeah. Not for a girl like Erica. Uh, so she's beyond her years in a way. She can hang with it. After the elevator scene, we are still in the pre-credits, and we go to our favorite character, Hopper, who is driving drunk again, still wearing his <laughs> Miami Vice t-shirt, uh, and he's, uh, what is he doing? He's, they go to another abandoned house. The Hess Farm. Who's who's the Hess Farm? Who's is that? I they just talked about when they were looking over the list of properties that the Russians had bought up. That was one of them. Oh, okay. and was Hess Farm? Am I making this up or was Hess Farm one of the pumpkin? Remember the pumpkins were bad in season oh, yeah. two. Yes. Oh yeah. So it was either Hess Farm that was affected, or Hess Farm was blamed as why that one guy's pumpkins were bad. That's oh. a good poll because I wasn't thinking that at all. I mean, I was a little drunk when I was watching this episode, but that's still no excuse. That's that's. Uh, I'm a little drunk now. I would. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a good poll, probably. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things tie together. Shit, the mayor's wife was at the uh, aerobics class that Jared was teaching, so everything ties together in some yeah. way. Jared that's had good, sex with her. It's a good call. Uh, I, I I was telling her shake it, and I uh, and then I uh, you I took some of the mayor's cocaine, and then I uh, I snitted it off her uh, her nipples. So. Oh shit! She brought it to the aerobics class. That's she nice. That's a nice yeah. little perk there. You know, a little fuck you to the mayor. And... <laughs> Oh, you're no fan of the mayor. Okay. Okay, so this could have been that farm. That's cool. Did not, was not thinking that way. I don't even know where the, what the house they were in last week was either. I didn't follow any of that. I, I got a question. Okay. Joyce is training to be a part of the police force. Uh-huh. I get that she's not on there yet, but we know what we're dealing with here. She can't get a fucking weapon. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even give Joyce a gun or a knife or a... A fucking taser? That's right. Even Nancy and Jonathan, they had the <laughs> baseball bat with the nails in it. Even Nancy was swinging a bat around. Yeah. Took everything she had out of her. Yeah. Joyce has a higher calorie intake than Nancy. She should have something. Yeah. She's a little more meat. <laughs> so they're in this house and underneath a Murphy bed, which Hopper was like, I wish I could afford one of those. They find oh, yeah. this. God, that'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's like one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. One day, Hopper. Yeah, but if he gets a bed, then he doesn't have a door anymore because he has to take his sheet down <laughs> to dress his bed. So they here's where they find that Russian scientist again. And Jared, I know you'd been speculating that this yeah. could have been the police officer, which when I was going back and editing that episode, I hadn't caught that in real time. But I was like, oh, that, that could be really interesting that he's that the one police officer in Hawkins with the glasses could have been a, the Russian plant in some way. But it turns out he's not. That's no, fine. Not this all. guy wrong. looks like... Bad Ronald or the keyboard player from Toto. You ever see the the yeah. video for Africa? <laughs> exact same hair and glasses. I was definitely getting some of that Arnold. That Arnold. Oh, that's oh, yeah. that's from the guy with the Kalishnikov who comes in. Yeah, he's a knockoff Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nowhere near as big, but uh, definitely trying to to play Arnold from Terminator. Yeah, dude, he stole his wardrobe. And he has the aim of a stormtrooper. He has this whole Kalishnikov in a, in a small, confined space. Can't hit Hopper of all people. Yeah. You can't hit Hopper trying to run away from you with a fucking Kalishnikov. You should not be working for uh, any government. I like when the uh, when he says that uh, policemen have rules. 
I thought, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> you have no idea who you're Most talking to. Most of the time to. they do, but... Yeah, but yeah not, not Hopper. Hopper was let go from the force <laughs> months ago. He still thinks he's chief, though. <laughs> yeah, they're still playing the part like, oh, yeah, here's the chief, but he's not receiving a paycheck. Well, is he's it... not getting called to go out on anything. When he commandeers that convertible from the guy at the Seven oh, Eleven, and he flashes, it's not a badge. He's not flashing a badge. He just showed his ID. Like, yeah, it was, I was, what did he just show him? That's, <laughs> maybe he is fired from, from the from He's the out of there, force. baby. And how about Hopper and Joyce? They're like the bad news bears trying to have a catch with one another throughout <laughs> this episode. When she throws him the gun. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then when he throws her the keys, they're, it's like they're trying to hit each other in dodgeball, but they're like, catch this. It's important that you do. <laughs> I like how they have to be so far away that they have to throw something. But when Hopper has the Russian Arnold Schwarzenegger guy, he has to get right up behind him and put the gun to his head. You, the whole point, they do this in movies all the time. The whole point of a gun is that you can kill from a distance and control somebody from a distance. As soon as you get up close to somebody like that, the you are allowing them to take control. You're giving them the opportunity to retake control, which is exactly what happens. Other thing I noted about this is I'm surprised Hopper could count to three. They must have caught him on a good <laughs> Lies. They edited it. <laughs> yeah, it was from multiple takes. <laughs> it was a lot of takes. <laughs> I love when, um, when Hopper... And Joyce, before they steal the convertible, they just come dumping into 7-Eleven with a guy that's handcuffed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> they look disheveled. They got a handcuffed dude. And they're chugging. I, they got him chugging Coca-Cola, but you know that he was grabbing a beer out of there. He's <laughs> chugging beer. And when the, when the store clerk's like, you guys are going to pay for that, right? And Hopper just burps at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see did you see all the cigarettes he bought? Yeah. Alpro <laughs> oh, reds. <laughs> oh, you see, oh, we got to see that? I missed that. I didn't yeah. think they were marble reds though. I don't know, they looked like they were supposed to be reds. Uh, maybe they were like a look-alike, so that maybe yeah. they couldn't get Marlboro to sign off for product placement. Yeah. Marlboro doesn't want Marlboro doesn't want to be associated with Hopper. That's how bad it is. They're like, well, hold on, who's smoking the cigarettes? Your yeah. cigarettes smoking a bad who's name. Smoking the Marlboro Reds. Is it Joyce? Because if it's Joyce smoking Marlboro Reds, then yeah, we can. We'll be a part of it. Or if Nancy decides to pick up the habit, yeah. Say, well, no, Nancy's going to smoke Virginia Slims. Thank you very much. That's what Karen smokes, and that's what Nancy's going to smoke too. It's hereditary. Maybe Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Jonathan's up to two packs a day. What is he smoking? Parliaments? He's smoking, but then he's also dipping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a dipper. That thief says dipping. He's he, he's like, once he gets to Hopper's state, he's going to be like sleeping with it in his mouth. Waking up, choking on it. Yes. And speaking of waking up, I like when Nancy calls him and she says, do you know what time it is? I'm like, uh, it's noon, Jonathan. You should be fucking awake. He looks he constantly looks hungover. I mean, this is this is now like a very apparent thing. He, yeah, he looks unhealthy. Which I guess is maybe why he and Nancy make such a uh, such a good couple. One more note about when Hopper and Winona and now their Russian hostage, uh, when they're making their getaway before they get to Seven Eleven, but they're they're leaving that abandoned house, that farm, Hess Farm. Hopper's Bronco plowing down mailboxes. That's what the locals are used to seeing. So that's why <laughs> they're not, there's no there's no danger that this is going to call attention. <laughs> Everything seems just so. Oh, there goes Hopper. Town drunk, just knocking over <laughs> things and arresting mailboxes. He must be on his way to ask somebody out for a date. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an emergency. It's an emergency. I got stuff to do. Radio. And when I like Joyce, when they're when they're at the 7-Eleven too, Joyce calls. And actually, I really see this Joyce Hopper thing working out too, by the way. Yeah. Joyce calls Karen <laughs> and it's like, hey, I'm just calling to check in on how my son's doing. Like, I haven't seen him for the last 48 hours. I'm calling you a surrogate mother <laughs> just to make sure that you're still 
feeding and raising my child. <laughs> Tell him mommy said hi. <laughs> yeah, Joyce and Hopper, may, you're starting to make a good argument for why they will be a good match. Yeah. They're starting to uh, starting to get a little touch of the Sam and Diane's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. They got a bit of that. She was like, you stink. Get away from me. Finally, we confirmed it, that Hopper smells bad. I wrote down that that was not scripted. That was just the cameras were rolling and she was talking to the actor. Yeah, that, that's not how Joyce is supposed to be talking to Hopper, but that's how Winona is speaking to that actor. The editor just decided to throw that one in, that take. She's like, you stink. And that was like right after the, the uh, scene where he's got his dick out, where she had to see that. She's like, you know what? Stay away from me for the rest of today. Okay, so... That brings up another good point. Uh, when Hopper goes running after the Russian in the woods, is this a knowing nod to the audience? The farce of making Hopper an action hero when we've seen him with his shirt off several times now. <laughs> Why are they trying to insist that he's some sort of an action hero? I thought we were going to watch him have a stroke. He's, of course he can catch that guy. I want to see him catch the guy who whooped his ass twice now. Right, yeah. I thought for sure when they were broken down that Hopper was going to start blaming Joyce for why the car was acting <laughs> up in the woods. I was just waiting for it. It's because you're afraid of commitment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then they got into the Scott Clark. Oh, yeah. She said <laughs> yeah. the scientists look like Scott Clark. Hey, he looks like kind of Scott Clark, huh? Is he your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. Every guy I talk to, that's my boyfriend. She's saying anything to give Hopper signals to stay at arm's length. Yeah. And then can we talk about how when he says that he's going to Illinois? Yes. I have written down here my notes. I am praying that the guy in Illinois is Murray. Oh, so you <laughs> caught it. I did not. As soon as I heard the voice over the thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes, it's him. I know he's it's him. Been- I, yeah. Of course they know each other on a first name basis. <laughs> I, I did not catch it when they mentioned Illinois. That flew right by me. But yeah, when they were standing outside of his bomb shelter, uh, waiting to get pay- buzzed in, I just wrote in all caps, Murray. Yes, we get <laughs> Murray back. This is so fucking great. Dude, this is why, people, you don't look at like who is cast in this season. You don't. You It will spoil the surprises. We had no oh, idea Murray so was nice. Nice. Back. Yeah. Yeah. It was so nice. Oh, yeah. They're in first name basis. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, what's up, Jim? <laughs> what's up, Jim? <laughs> and Murray's in jean cut off shorts, just like my dad used to wear. <laughs> he's in Daisy Dukes. And you know, too, that there's been plenty of times with uh, in the in the Hopper spinoff, the HBO series. Yes. Uh, there'll be like plenty of Murray and Jim where like they start out, it's all Lottie Dottie, they're having drinks at the bar, and then it turns into them having like a an argument mm-hmm. where they maybe swing on each other a couple times. <laughs> so over the Illuminati, yes. They're asked to leave and then they each go back to their like, you know, respective lives, talk shit on the other one until like the next the following weekend. Where they meet up and do it all over again. <laughs> now, are we going to get more Murray in future episodes? I can't remember how it was left with Murray. And my notes kind of end there. Yeah, because we don't get we don't get any more from them that episode. Okay, yeah. but they're still there. Are they still there? Do they leave? They're, they're still, still there. They're still there because we haven't even gotten into. Okay. The most we've seen is the Russian call him a bald asshole. Oh. And then it's unveiled that Murray also speaks the tongue of Russian. Yes. Of course he does. Of course Murray speaks Russian. Of course he's got a a Russian tongue. And uh, this might also be where we tie in how Barb's Russian. We might find out once this guy, this Russian gets into Murray's bunker and sees the pictures of Barb everywhere, because I'm sure they're still up. It's not sounding so crazy anymore. That's absolutely right. We could get a Barb tie-in. If Murray's back in the picture, we could get Barb, too. It's possible. If Barb is back in the picture, we have to do everything we can to get her on this show. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Can't let her listen to anything leading up to her interview. Of course, or if not her, then her neighbor. We need to get somebody in here. We need neighborhood accounts about what happened. Yes. Someone from Barb's camp. The actor who plays Murray 
God, I, his name escapes me right now, but he is hilarious. I, he used to be, I believe, and again, because we don't do research here on Bandcast, but I believe I recognize his voice so well. I have a good ear for voices. And I think he used to be on Mancow Muller's show. He's like the, the Howard Stern of the Chicago era, like in the 90s, mid, late 90s into the early 2000s. And um, he was hilarious. He was great. He would just come in and he would play kind of like the same asshole character with Mancow. It was great. It was funny. So he's a good, he's a funny performer uh, and comedian. I love him. I'm glad he's back in. Uh, when the kids are all down in the basement, I have written here, uh, Mrs. Wheeler is going to kill herself. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Wait, why? Dude. She gets no respect. No respect. She gets no respect when she like yells down the basement to the guys. She's not even being naggy. She's just like, hey, maybe she's got a fucking question. And yeah. he's like, fuck you. Go away, mom. <laughs> Fuck out of here! They didn't actually curse, did they? Did they? No, curse? no. But okay, but the but it had Eric Cartman vibes. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. It's the tone. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, now boys at that age, putting myself back there. Yeah, the last thing, like you, the last thing you want is your mom calling down and talking to you. Yeah, I get that, but I can't imagine. Yeah, responding even to my mom that way with just a when she's just asking a simple question. What did she ask them? I don't even remember. Breakfast is ready. Oh, oh, is that what you... she's telling them that she just slept oh, away I in the just kitchen. Slept over the fucking stove yeah. for everyone. Yeah. yeah, no, I'll go fuck myself. You're right. That is what I should do. So, all right, we give Erica a lot of shit. Uh, yeah, Mike and Mike deserves shit. Fuck, fuck him. That's what I was the the parallel I was saying about the why Lucas. And Erica are different, but so are Nancy and Mike. We're like, you don't hear yes. Nancy. Well, Nancy gives her mom some sass, but there's also that mother-daughter yeah. dynamic that you have to uh, factor in. But yeah, it's like, uh, Mike is a pretty big prick. Yeah, I agree. Nancy is going to be easier to raise. Well, and plus she's, you know, you don't have to spend so much on the grocery bill with Nancy. Yeah, she doesn't eat. So it's, it's, it, the upkeep is pretty good. She's a breeze. Much easier to raise. Yeah. I still think Lucas's parents have, a, I mean, it's, it's the 80s too. Like everybody was all about the image presenting as this, you know, upper middle class. We've got it all. We're living the American dream over here. And the kids all seem well-behaved and smart and with it. And that's because they got their mom in there telling them, you do this or I'm going to slit your fucking throat. Go clean your room or I'm going to slit your throat. You be home by curfew or your throat's getting slit, bitch. They instill fear. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, well, that's one way. I think Lucas just doesn't want to broadcast how crazy his family is out there. And Erica's like, I, I don't give a fuck. We're nuts. So I would lean more toward what you were saying earlier, which is that, you know, you can have two very different offspring that would seem to imply a, a different home life, you know, because uh, I don't know what, what I'm trying to say. But like the, the, the two offspring can be very divergent. And I feel like Lucas is more reflective of the home life than Erica is. And plus, I love the fact that Lucas is like the love guru and the total player. Like he just knows, like he's the one that Mike has to consult with about what to do. And, and fucking Lucas knows, like Lucas knows women. I love it. Because his mom gets nuts. And uh, he sees what his dad uh, has to do. And he's like, listen to me. This is what you have to do. Maybe, so maybe you're right. Do, son. <laughs> gotta keep her cool man and then he read cosmo and then he, and then he was like oh okay that's what uh that's what a clitoris is oh you get that from cosmo <laughs> <laughs> they have to run that in every issue it's true yeah you know i remember as a child i was always like oh enough with the clit already what else can you tell me about cosmo <laughs> <laughs> Because they keep putting it in there because they know guys pick it up and will occasionally flip through it. So it has to be in every episode for that one time when the guy opens it up. Oh, that's what that is. You know, that's how we... Whoa, man, I heard about it. Yeah. You got to make sure that signal gets through. So you got to put it out there every time. Yeah. I mean, I hear tell it's a myth anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not at liberty to discuss. <laughs> You're sworn to silence, I understand. Dude, one article had about a male G-spot. Yeah. In the butthole. Well, no, if you put your finger up your ass, apparently you can get one. Yeah, okay, well, I'll, we'll let you try that and uh, report you back know. to us next week. <laughs> Not every man gets a G-spot, but if you're willing to stick your finger in your asshole, one will be bestowed upon you. <laughs> it's like God, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I have noted down here that uh, Jonathan and Nancy, when they go to the basement to first talk with the kids and the way the shot is set up, it looks like they should be talking to them about the dangers of abusing drugs. <laughs> referring them to themselves as like the after portrait, you know? Like, it's this an is after school happen. special. Yeah, it did. It really looked like that. And I'll also say that in this episode, I feel like we didn't see it last time. But Nancy's dress, that purple dress that I said I liked last time, because I feel like we only saw it from the waist up. Here you see the full length thing. That is a garbage dress. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. You Well, you saw her when she was sitting waiting to go in to talk to her boss. Yes. That it had another color that was supposed to like, ideally, if you're going to have that, like, I guess it's like crinoline that pops out as a different color. Uh-huh. But it looked like just in a separate piece of a different colored fabric sewn to the bottom. It The dress looks heavy, too. The bottom looked like a burlap sack. It looked Yes. It's, it's not cute. But I don't expect her to look cute. Yeah. That boat sailed long ago. Yeah. She, she needs enough to party, right? So she needs something that can take some wear and tear, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's going to have to live in it for a month. Yeah. I like that Hawkins is the kind of town where... If someone doesn't answer the door when you knock, you can just help yourself into their home. (laughs) (laughs) And are there any locks? I don't remember. Are they just busting in or are they just opening the door? So for this episode, they do bust open the... Well, Elle moves it with her mind. That's right. But when Jonathan and Nancy break into Driscoll's home, Mrs. Driscoll, they just walk right on in like she didn't answer. Goddamn meddling kids. So I guess I'm just going to walk in then. That's the next step. First, we give you the the courtesy knock. (laughs) And and if you don't come for the third knock, yeah, we just walk in. You have have, have 15 seconds. That's the Hawkins way. You get the courtesy knock or I'm coming in. You don't brush your teeth. This is the town charter. <laughs> this is the town charter of Hawkins. Yeah. These are the rules. Now, the Russians, I have noted here, uh, they can't do nuclear reactors or building security. How the fuck do these four kids that are dressed like two of them look like they're from the Cracker Jacks box are just going <laughs> to waltz into their top secret facility where they used to have people with guns um, and then they're going to overtake them. Well, there's also a girl running around with a helmet on her head and fly yeah. with flashlights taped to it. <laughs> no, I missed them. Sorry, I didn't see them. I didn't see all four of them. Yeah, they, these kids are very stealth. They're very stealth. I, oi, oh, you beat me this time. <laughs> it's amazing they were ever able to defeat the Nazis. Well, you know they had numbers and winter. They have neither numbers or winter down here in their facility no. beneath Hawkins. They're the away team. <laughs> All right, it's like when the Red Army played the Philadelphia Flyers. The Philadelphia Flyers just beat the shit out of them. Yeah, they, they don't did. Play by the rules. <laughs> We go hopper style on it. Yeah. <laughs> like you, why, why did you not play by the rules? <laughs> Throw the rule book out the window and we get victories. We get shit done. That's yeah. Hopper's credo. Exactly. <laughs> That's him in the middle of a bar drunk, just yelling out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I get shit done. He wasn't in the middle of a conversation with anybody. He this is just him just blurting it out. Oh man, Hopper's on one of his rants again. <laughs> he but what he's talking about is like he just chugged another beer <laughs> in under fifteen seconds. <laughs> I get shit done. Crunches the can, throws it against the wall. This is my duty. He loves going into other people's establishment and throwing shit around. It, 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 whether just, it's Joyce's uh, <laughs> hardware store or the bar. Right. 
when he's in 7-Eleven, he's just like burping all over the bitch. Probably went and peed in the corner somewhere. <laughs> he's all drunk. He's like, hey, man. Oh, God. You're going to give me this car and then... Uh... This is my partner. This is my partner. This is my partner. This is my partner. You're going to love her. You're going to love her. Hey, partner Joyce, tell this guy. She did not sign up for this. Well, she that's how she started out because Will and Jonathan's dad is a party animal himself. So she's back into her old habits. But they were partying and she got knocked up. So then she has these kids. And so her party lifestyle had to be put on hold. And that's why the baby daddy took off. And he's like, I need to get me this young bird that can still party with me. Now her kids are getting older, so she cares less about them. <laughs> yeah, so she can go back. That does. That is exactly how it feels. That's true. And she's like, yeah. I feel young when I'm with Hop. Now... It, you yeah. s- we say that, but Will is still very much in need of a mother. And well, he's she- got Karen. He's got Karen Wheeler. Right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is just the female version of Hopper, what with her pint of Chardonnay that she's drinking during fourth period on any given afternoon. Yeah, we didn't actually we didn't actually see what breakfast she had prepared for them. Is <laughs> yeah. the breakfast just like? Breakfast is ready. Here's there's candy bars for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Maybe we are giving Will too hard of a time. Mike's like, Mom, get the fuck out of here. Because every time she comes down there, she like trips over shit because she's so hammered. And he's so embarrassed by his drunk mom. He's actually looking out for her. He's like, she's going to fall down the steps. Yeah. She's just trying to walk down here. Close the door before you fall. They're shortly on their way to the hospital anyway, but, um, you know, he didn't know it at that time. They've got baby gates all around the house. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they do have a young <laughs> child, but they're not for the young girl. <laughs> they're for the mom. <laughs> they know that she can't step over them in her high heels, so she just prefers to stay in the room. They're like cattle guards. Okay. Oh, she's it's her barrier. Yeah, she's like, oh, I guess I got to stay in here right now. But they always make sure she's got enough food and water, a.k.a. Chardonnay. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Where is the dad? We haven't seen him apart from asleep in the recliner in, like, episode one. I have no idea. I want him back. I'm starting to get worried that the dad and the youngest daughter have some kind of a weird thing going on because I haven't seen either one of them. Maybe he is just trying to raise her on his own because he's looking at how fucked up the house is what with nancy and karen and then he's he figures mike is good on his own he's got his friends mike's gonna be okay but this girl he's not going to let be corrupted by nancy and karen so maybe it's actually a an act of benevolence on his part you're not gonna let my daughter turn into another twig yeah Should we move on now to the climax in the hospital? We got a lot going on here in the hospital uh, here at the end. One one question I have, where it leaves off with Steve, Robin, Dustin, and Erica is Robin looks up and she's like, there's something up there. So they climb up those steps and then you see that they have that Rick Moranis shrinking machine. Yes. Although it looks like it's a laser, are they reopening what's been closed? Is that what's happening there? Yes. That is what's happening, right? So they're trying to reopen the upside down. Now, why would the upside down entryway be there? Or I guess you can have different entry points because this isn't the old Hawkins lab. Uh, This is beneath the mall. Maybe they're buying land up there. Okay, yeah. So Hawkins lab is where she closed the what were they calling it close the portal close the yeah, door the yeah the yeah either one i mean it looks like the thing that she closed yeah and it looks like they're trying to reopen something yeah 100 how far the fuck down are they that elevator was falling for a very long time at a high rate of speed like i don't know what kind of facilities we have on earth that are that far down i mean that felt like you know sears tower elevator drop there would and there would have been if it's underground like that surely there would have been miners that were caught there would have been news stories yes they would have had them all up and running in a year's time They just uh, take the dead miners and toss them by the side of the road. But of course, again, you look at their police force and if Hopper's in charge, he's just going to say it looks like a suicide. 
<laughs> do suicide. Just write that up. All right, tiny drink. Yeah. Hey, enjoy. <laughs> and, uh... All right, happy hour, baby. <laughs> oh, baby Busey, man. Oh, geez. oh, baby Busey. I have noted here that baby Busey does his Jack Nicholson in The Shining breaking through the door and coming through. You can't do two of those in one season. We saw that last week with Billy in the sauna and now baby Busey does it as well. That just felt that felt cheap. Choose one or the other. Maybe one of them is doing the uh, the Wizard of Oz through the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Or I wouldn't be surprised if Baby Busey is reenacting a scene from his childhood where his father came <laughs> through the door. <laughs> Baby Busey thinks this whole show is actually just just a biography of his childhood. Yes. His dad was the mind flare. Yeah, Baby Busey chasing after you. Uh, I, I assume that's been a nightmare for many women. <laughs> And Nancy, by the way, her defense is to gently push a, a rolling cart into him. She does it with no force. She just kind of like fatigue. Like it's she, all she had left. It's all she had left. Oh man, I know. I don't know if you know this, but if you don't eat, you're not gonna have enough <laughs> uh, muscle to push a car. Food is energy. We need to have this science teacher, Mr. Clark, come in and explain this for us. <laughs> He needs to explain how calories work to Nancy. We haven't seen him in a while. And then uh, and then Heather's father, I have noted here, has a forehead like Rihanna. I did not notice that in the previous episodes, but yeah, he's he, he might have some fetal alcohol syndrome going on. Oh, Rihanna does have a little fetal alcohol syndrome look, doesn't she? Yeah, well, some people might say it's more than a little, but that's not for me to say. I've already gotten in enough trouble talking about Erica. All right, yeah, you don't want to cross that line. Are Jonathan and Nancy going to become part of the Shadow Army? Dude, it, I thought I thought it was going to happen at this episode. I don't think so, only because I think it's a better idea, or I would have preferred if only one of them had. I don't like the two of them both being part of the Shadow Army. And at this point, I don't think so. That's true, right? Because you want it to be unclear. You want it to, the one to be now part of the upside down world and the other one to not know and then interact and then be having to decipher signs. I think when the two of them start like seizing out like the rats were before they exploded. Yes. Get the fuck out of there. Again, I, it, it's these horror movie things. Like, what is going on with these people? They just stay still. They're like, oh, what's? Or that? maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a big fucking puss. No, I'd have been out of there. It's, I'd it's be like, fuck this. Called being sensible. Yeah, you get the fuck away. Like, you don't just stand there, and you never know, like, if they're actually dead. So just run the fuck away and get out, you know, like Bob. Bob was actually the was doing that last season. And then, of course, once he thinks he's safe and then he stops and then gets mauled to death by a demodog. That was great. Yeah. But at least he had the sense to run. Yeah. I mean, in, in their face, they've been partying. So, you know, I don't know if it's an illusion or not, you know. That's true. This could just be the DTs. Yeah. I thought, too, like, Jonathan got a little too where he was like, oh, I was wrong with Nancy. Like, well, no, you weren't wrong because Nancy was, she needed to be pulled in a little. Yeah, but I think he's just looking out. He's just prioritizing his sex life. He knows if he doesn't apologize, he's not getting any tonight. So yeah. I understand where he's coming from. True that. I, but I, aside from the fact that, yes, she was right that there was more about the Mrs. Driscoll story. How about the lack of respect that she was given what he was pursuing with this photography career and all that? She's just... The busting into the dark room when you know he's in there processing photographs, that is that is irritating. Again, as someone who enjoyed that in high school and knew knows how important, everybody kind of knows how important it is to keep the door closed. She's, she did it like three or four times in like two episodes. Also, as a member, a citizen of Hawkins, what's what's something we give? The courtesy knock. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's part of the it's part of the Hawkins way. We're yeah. we're coming in. <laughs> yes, yes. 
any other comments or notes from this episode? This one, like, I feel like this is probably true of the seasons past too, but once it does get to that halfway mark, that's when I get where I'm like, I'm like so sad to not be binging them right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're, you're, we're, we're cramping your style a little bit. Cause now podcast. it's like, oh, it's getting so good. And I want to see what the next one's going to be, but it's good though. It's, it's good. It's good practice. Jared, were, were, any other comments or notes? Oh, yeah, man. The, that, that monster, bro. It's like Baby Busey's face. It's an abstract representation of Baby Busey's face. <laughs> it's Baby Junior. <laughs> it's kind of red, right? Yeah. yeah. Where like the ones before were kind of black. Oh, because it's Russian. This one was, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's that's it. I- Got it. It was pretty disgusting. I mean, I, I have a strong stomach for this stuff. And this one, to me, was kind of making my stomach turn a little bit. I was getting my stomach turning a little uh, last episode when they put those, when he was like sucking the minds from Heather's parents. To me, I was like, oh, this is gross. I mean, at least they've conditioned us for this with the scenes of hopper shirtless but it's still that's true it's still difficult and almost dick yeah yes and just winona's sick winona's reaction shot to hopper's dick was was stomach turning as well actually that's reason enough thank god this is netflix and not hbo otherwise we could we could all be still recovering but then also Winona, she made that face where it was like of discomfort, uneasiness. When she saw it, it was like, oh, yes. Was that out of fear? And now she's coming around to it because now she seems awfully more. She wants to maybe pick something back up where it had fallen in high school. Well, this is interesting. Do we think Hopper is circumcised? Is this her her first? Oh, dude, Hopper's not circumcised, dude. He's got a red rooster. Hopper's definitely not circumcised, man. He's got a turtleneck. And what with his hygiene, this is not a good combination. That thing's due for a deep cleaning. I'm going to I'm going to cut this short right here. I don't want to go down this rabbit. I don't want to have to think about Hopper's foreskin. Uh I brought the, I brought this on myself. Yeah. You asked, I we answered. There was a a girl in high school who went on vacation with her parents and left I I don't know why she would do this, but left the key to her house with another classmate. And there were just parties happen at her ha- happening at her house <laughs> the whole time she's on this family vacation. Okay. I mean, it, to me, it's just so asinine because you, you can't even be there to have like one last look. Like, is everything where it should be before my parents see yeah. their home? Um, and it was not, in fact, because the house got fucking trashed. Oh, no. But I know that one guy, I, I remember being at this party, I, I think I was a freshman in high school, and he had just ordered porn off of uh, like pay-per-view or whatever. So there's just like a party happening and then like the television in the living room just has, there's no volume, but there's just porn on the TV at the party, the house just getting trashed. I can... There were parties for like a week there, like people were... Now, I guess it was summertime, maybe. So maybe they weren't cutting school, but they, there was like all this shit happening. I went to one one party at the house. Oh my god, that would be a nightmare for the parents. I can't imagine. <laughs> just, I mean, when you're a kid, it's like the best thing ever. Yeah, you go yeah. to a stranger's uh, house where the parents are gone and they're having a party. You don't give a shit about anything there. And, no. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's just fun to. It's like, you know, when we would go to hotels and I was following my friend's band on the road and it's just like the hotels were just like now, even as an adult, when I go to a hotel, I just, I think like, I can't believe what we were 
would do in the hotels. And I wasn't even there for like the worst of it. And I can't imagine being the people next door or beneath or above and having to hear all this shit. Oh my God, it was crazy. It was so much fun. Oh man. So much fun. Was is, was there like that guy who's passed out in the lawn when they come back? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? So there, the dad. <laughs> if it was Hawkins, it'd be the chief of police. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd have been partying with everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shooting gunshots off in the house. <laughs> the dad had a car, this yellow sports car that sat, was sitting on cinder blocks in the driveway. I guess he was like restoring. I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but there's yellow cars sitting on cinder blocks. Okay. People went out and like picked the car up and moved it onto the ground. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, of so course. necessary. Of course. Yeah, or the, the best one would be just pick it up and turn it around so it's facing the other way just to fuck with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, great. Why would you, what would make you want to do that? And when I remember the parents had those beds that were like hospital beds. Okay. So they had like their, they each had their own like sleep number and oh, recline right. that they like. Well, oh, I remember damn. seeing the bed getting stuck. So one side of the bed was just at a 90 degree <laughs> angle. <laughs> oh my, oh my oh. God. Oh man. Now as an adult, can you look back in that? You think, Jesus fucking Christ is a parent. What would you do? Like your house is trashed. You come back. I oh my can't God. believe that she has all of her limbs intact that she didn't have like a wheelchair year or any of that they like i don't know that's i don't know what to say about that that's i would have been i think my mom would have fucking murdered my ass honestly (laughs) we my mom would go away sometimes i'd have like no more than 10 people over okay something that i can maintain People that I knew were going to respect people that I knew. It was important, too, that there were a good amount of people that met my mom before in there to know, like, this bitch is not going to play. Yeah. All right. We are all in trouble. She will put hands on you, too. Okay. So. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for season three, episode five. We'll be back soon with season three, episode six. We only have three more to go. And. As Aaron was saying, that's that's uh, that's sad, but uh, it'll be exciting to see where where this all wraps up. Before we go, uh, Aaron, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at Aaron Minogue and on Facebook at Aaron Marie Minogue. And Jared, if people want to find out more about you, where can they find it? Yeah, I'm at Diraj Nivelle. Right on. And if you want to find out more about this show and others, you can go to Bandcast.com. You can send us letters, questions, emails of any kind to Bandcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at Bandcast. We'll see you again soon. Thanks so much for listening. Black,